Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Once again, I'm pleased to bring you the audio of our senior chapel talks from this past week by Elaine Q and Clinton Ma, TMI class of 2019. Now, just a quick note here to let you know that due to some traveling in my schedule, I wasn't able to include the talks by Jake Flynn and Victoria Yin in today's podcast, so I will definitely have those available on next Sunday's Senior Chapel Talk podcast. So let's go ahead and get started today. Our first featured talk is by Elaine Q. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this Senior Chapel Talk. I ask the children in Mandarin, what food do you like the best? Some of them whisper to each other in confused eyes. Two of them answered, apple and watermelon. Then others who whispered shouted out their answers to me after a few seconds. I suddenly realized that they cannot speak Mandarin really fluently, and they mostly communicate with each other using Tibetan. I became really nervous about my teaching lessons. What should I do in the following days to teach these children English well, I'm not even sure if I can communicate with them in Mandarin. It was in a, a small town called Aba in Sichuan province, where there's no direct flights that can arrive there. I took a flight to Chengdu, the capital city of the province, and then I took an eight-hour bus with all the roads around the mountains to arrive at the town. The altitude of the city was about 50,000 feet, and the city where I live is right at the sea level. So when I arrived there, I could hardly breathe. I could still remember when I finished tying up my shoes, I was about to pass out, and all I could see was black. Unlike other cities, the streets in Aba are made of small stones. There were only 14 taxis in the whole town. For us who were new in town, we had to work to the hotel with our suitcases. As a nice grade student who have never traveled alone before, the strain in my heart was suddenly broken after I arrived at the hotel. You can't even call that a hotel because what it really was was a huge restaurant. At night, the owner would put out some blankets so that we could all sleep in the bench for the night. I cried out to my parents on my cell phone with an oxygen tank on my hand. At that time, I felt I made such a huge mistake that I wanted to be a volunteer teacher in a remote school. My parents encouraged me in the cell phone. They said, maybe I just need some time to adapt. So I decided to continue my trip. Before the school started, I went to interview the teachers in the school because I wanted to know more information about the school and its students. I learned that most of the students in this area would stop the education 
when they are at middle school, even if they like school or really good at studying. Not because their families are too poor to pay for the tuition, but because they think that they should share their parents' stress as they are old enough. There was an example told by a Chinese teacher that was always in my mind many years later. She told me that there was a boy in the class who was really interested and talented in Chinese Asian poetry. And she thought there's huge potential in this boy to work out of the city and become a university student. However, things changed quickly. He went to work before finishing the middle school. I feel so sorry for that boy that even though we live in the same country and we are about the same age, but how could that be that our situation is so different from each other? Back to my school in China, parents are always the ones that push students to study. Many of the students don't want to go to school because they think the schoolwork was too hard and the school life was too boring. The sharp contrast makes me to understand the meaning of my volunteering work. And I promised to myself that I would try my best to be a teacher who could really taught them something and make the gap between us become smaller. Or just simply tell them what is it to be like in the outside world. On my first working day there, the first thing I did was visit the whole campus. I noticed that all the facilities in the room were really old, and there were no fans or air conditioners in the room, but a really old wood burning stove. I had a big welcome from my students who were currently sixth grade. I heard from their teachers that they seldom had English lessons, and every student was at a different level from hardly know the alphabet to understand few simple dialogues. When I originally designed the class, I thought I would just use my own way to teach them the next section of my English textbook. I found my previous plan would not be working in such condition, so I later come up with some other plan that teach some specific topic each class. For example, the name of food for the first class and different clauses in the second. I thought it was really important to cultivate their interest about English first before all the difficult and complex things begin. So at each class, after I taught them the vocabulary and dialogues, I would design some related games about the knowledge we learned that day and students have much interest about my class. When I left the school, one of the boys in the class told me in English that he liked English, and another girl told me that she would miss me. And I also left my contact information with them. They still ask me some English questions till now. I feel all the difficulties of the nature condition at ABBA was so worth it because I got the satisfaction and happiness about teaching students and I was really proud of my nice great self. However, I also met some difficulties when I was a teacher there. That is, sometimes I can hardly stand on their side thinking about the problems they met. For instance, 
One expected they can show the English they learned to their parents after school. Some of the students could not make it to the next day of the school. From my imagination, I think the reason that they did not finish the homework could be pretty straightforward. Just like the situation me and my friends met in the past, such as too lazy or just simply forgot the homework. However, when I asked one of the boys in the class why he did not finish the homework, he did not reply to me immediately. I got really confused and angry for his silence at the moment. After the class, he quietly came to me and told me that both of his parents are working at more developed cities, and there was no adult in his home. I felt so guilty about my angriness in class because I might have hurt that boy unintentionally. Our lives are so different from each other, and I couldn't speak to him like the way I speak, speak to my friends. I should stand in his shoes, understand his situation, and decide the words that would later speak to him. Before I went to this volunteering experience, I know that there are huge differences from all aspects in different regions around China, and these differences are still there till now. Our world is undoubtedly unbalanced, rich and poor, advanced and backward, educated and ignorant, joyful and sad. Imbalance appears to be the norm of our life. The, the daily life that we find boring might only appear in others' imaginary world. We really should make our privileges into the motivation for doing volunteering work. Moreover, after this volunteering experience, Abba is always in my mind, so that I will always remind people who want to do the volunteering work to first do a lot of research on people's daily life they want to serve for, and then decide to use the proper tone they want to communicate with people there. I believe in this way, people could have more empathy for others and avoid hurt them unintentionally through words and actions. More particularly for me, what I learned as a teacher is that the angriness or harsh words teachers put on students might just a way of expressing emotions, while the students might be hurt really hard at a place you can't see. As students, we need to understand that it is really hard for teachers to put themselves in students' shoes because we are so different from each other. Empathy is hard, but empathy does matter. Thank you. Our second chapel talk from this past week is by Clinton Ma, who started attending TMI in the ninth grade. He's hoping to attend the University of Washington in Seattle this fall to study statistics. When not in class, you'll most likely find Clinton out jogging or playing tennis. Thank you for listening, and now, enjoy this senior chapel talk. What? You asked me what that was? It's the power pose. It is supposed to make you feel more confident, less nervous, and make you do better in difficult situations. 
Mrs. Bilbury saw me doing this before my presentation last year, and she laughed pretty hard. That will be a star in my sky, right over there. My bat has always been uh, my reset or respawn point. No matter how bad or how good my day was, after a nap or a sleep, no matter I was depressed, proud, awkward, mad, everything will go back to normal. Every day before I go to sleep, I do something like in the British TV show, Sherlock Holmes. He has an awesome memory because he stored every information in his mind palace. My mind palace is actually a star, uh, a sky at night, as you can see there. The first word you had ever learned in your entire life is either mama or dada. Someone called it papa. Most human beings are able to say their first word as early as six months. I learned the word mom really well, but it is kind of hard to learn the word dad. The reason was when I was really small, we were at a gas station one day and one of my fa uh, father's old friend recognized him and he just said my dad's real name in front of me. I heard it and I simply copied the sound of it. My father is pretty chill about small details like that. So I changed the word dad with my father's real name completely. I would yell his name in front of the public during a family reunion, anytime. Even in school, when people ask me, who is going to pick, you, uh, pick me up today? And I would say my father's real name instead of using the phrase, my dad. We lived in an apartment back then. Our apartment was on the sixth floor. No elevator, no lift, only stairs. At each floor, there's a light that turns on automatically when it receives a sound. Going upstairs at night was the best time of my childhood. I would shout, bah! I would make this sound to wake the lights. The way how you say dad in Chinese is baba. So basically, it is making the twice the sound I make to wake the lights. One night, when our family was in front of the door already, my dad was still on the third floor because he needed to park the car. The lights suddenly went off, so I yelled, bah, as a habit. The next thing I knew was he showed up in front of me with heavy breaths because he just dashed all the way from third floor with all the groceries we just bought. He thought I was calling him. I had to awkwardly explain to him that I didn't say the word dad, I just tried to wake the lights. My father began to laugh and tickle me. No matter how bad I did, no matter how many mistakes I made, my dad will always have my back. And now, I probably introduce you, that is my dad, my father. His positivity, his character, everything he did to and for me is stored in the little star over there, the one just shine. In my four years that I've stayed in TMI, I have been with Corp Cadets the entire time. I have thought about quitting the Corps for two times. Two times only in four years. 
The first time is before my first day of school even started. Major Claiborne handed me a Class A bus driver hat that had John Chen's name on it because he couldn't tell the difference between me and John. <clears throat> the second time is when I realized how hard the walls for the senior military ball is. It was really hard. Luckily, there has been a star that has stayed with me and encouraged me to stay in the Corps. At the end of my very first leadership training class, Lieutenant Colonel was playing on his phone. Master Sergeant Gooding was telling everyone, Corps of Cadet is a big family. You can come to this family when you have any problem. Daddy, he pointed at himself, and Mommy, he pointed at Lieutenant Colonel Bueno are always going to help you through the difficulties. Colonel, still looking at his phone, but he said, he said what? And he pronounced the what exactly the same as the minion over there. This is the time when I knew I had to stay in the Corps for all four years. Well, in the past four years, I have cried in Mass Sergeant's office for two hours sophomore year because I was worried I wasn't going to make it to the swimming state like what Robbie Devlin did. Captain Escalera would show me all those motivation videos and send me encouragement text messages and tell me to do push-up every time he sees me. Oh, um, here is a cloud. Uh, that's when Lieutenant Colonel Boino told me I can't be the Raider team commander anymore. But, but don't worry, clouds get blown away by wind easily, but the stars never get blown away. And here is Lieutenant Colonel Boino told me that every sports star, every movie star, every human being, when they get on te uh, television, the first sentence they will say is, hi mom. So that's why I started my talk with a story about my dad to challenge him. <clears throat> My original job after commissioning wasn't at Delta Company XO. I remember I was really mad about Colonel making the decisions to move me to this position without communicating or notifying me. And the dissatisfaction lasted all the way until October. After I finished my regular afternoon running practice by myself, I lie down on one of the tables under the trees. I was looking at the trees, breathing heavily. Cruz Lafrida was pacing back and forth. And he came to talk to me. <clears throat> he was in the Corps and was in Delta Company. In the past, I have always seen Cruz as the kid who always likes to talk during formation, mess around, and constantly forgot his uniform items. This time, he came, very quietly, like a squirrel. He told me, he told me that I'm great, I'm good at running, and I should keep doing what I'm doing and never give up. I don't think he has ever realized how influential those words are to me. 
Those words are my motivation to force myself to run longer and faster each afternoon. He had a heart of gold. Even though, even though he isn't in the core anymore, he certainly reminded me that every single one of the cadets, students in the battalion, in the school, has some awesome hidden characters that I have never found out, and they deserve to be discovered. The star just shines. It is created by Cruz the Squirrel. Well, <clears throat> Reese bringing carrots to the chapel and got a demerit. That can be a star. Raymond Fu's final fall in sophomore year at the basketball game was a charge, and we laughed 30 minutes about it. That is a star. Warren Oliver got revived in the dodgeball game, but Santiago Martinez hit Warren Oliver and eliminated him before he even came back to the court. That is a star for sure. Last two stars. One is for me. I am a walking encyclopedia, and I'm awesome, handsome, and athletic. I continue to amaze myself every day, and I feel proud of myself. None of those would exist if there wasn't a person named Mom. She could seem a little um, cute sometimes. She constantly pronounced the word gear as gill. TOEFL exam, she will pronounce as wife. And of course, she will say every reminder, every chapter, five times every minute. But she is still my mom. Watching her smile and laugh is the most satisfying thing to do on this planet. Her smile brought the last star. Now, if we connect all those stars together, It's a heart. It reminds me I am being loved. Reminds me I should love other people as well. Reminds me how much these people have brought to me and how gracious I am that each of you have taken some space in my sky. The bad things and bad days. They came. They passed. They came to pass. Look at your own sky tonight. Recall about all the joyful, lucky, precious moments you have ever had. The long nights will seem a little shorter, the dark days will seem a little brighter, and the endless fear will seem a little bit tamer. Because this sky, these stars, the heart. At the days I saw I never go through, I got covered by you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.